You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday, August 10th, 2018. I, of course, am John B. from gangreennation.com. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it on either iTunes or Spotify, and we'll deliver the show directly to your device each day. You can listen at your leisure. Also, give the show a good review in iTunes if you do like it. Well, folks, it's finally here for the first time since New Year's Eve. We're going to get to see Jets football tonight. Of course, it's only preseason, so don't get too excited, but the Jets take on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Before we talk about the game, which is going to be our topic today, as you probably guessed, uh, the Jets Jets asked me to make an announcement. Uh, The NFL has a new policy this year on tickets, and... Mobile tickets, unless you're a season ticket holder, are the only way you're going to be able to get in. So you're going to have to download, if you're going to the game, you're going to have to download the Jets official mobile app, tap tickets and navigation, and then tap on access my tickets. You can log in, select the event, and then add the tickets to Apple Apple Wallet or Google Pay, or view the barcode to display your tickets. Now, if you're a season ticket holder, and you have the Jets have always passed out these cards to you. It's called Jets Reward Cards. You can still use those. So if you're a season ticket holder, you, you that's the only way you, you can you can get in without using a mobile app. You can still use your Jets Rewards card. And they have these things called you know, they have Jets Cash that you can uh, still use with your rewards card. That said, you can also access your Jets Rewards card through the mobile app. Uh, you download the Jets official mobile app tap rewards on the lower navigation bar and you log in using the email address and password that's associated with your Jets account. Tap on the Jets rewards virtual card to view your seats and if you want to view additional seats you can swipe left once you're in that app. If you want to transfer tickets within the app uh, you select manage tickets at the bottom center of your of the card section of the app. Select the event then there'll be a, something in the low. There'll be a button in the lower left-hand corner that says "Send." You can select the ticket you'd like to transfer and tap the button in the lower right-hand corner. Um, you also have to enter your guest contact info via text or email to send the link. And you can also manage Jets Cash on the app. So you know, mobile ticketing. That, what could go wrong, folks? Really, what could go wrong with this? You know, there was a study I saw a few months ago, and this is not the Jets. This is the NFL. It's a league policy. There's a study I saw a few months ago that somewhere between, and I understand smartphones are very common now. Most people have them. But still, somewhere between 20 and 25% of Americans do not have smartphones. There was a study a few months ago. And the NFL is going to mobile-only ordering, so you have to have a smartphone to get. Even though 20 to 25 percent of Americans don't have smartphones, what could go wrong here? What, what a great, what a brilliant! But listen, I, I like the I like that you have it as an option, but option's the key word. I mean, jeez. And you know, the, my second, my first thought was that you know, somewhere between 20 and 25 percent of Americans don't have smartphones, who I guess cannot go to NFL games now. My second thought was. This is going to create so many headaches for people my age because I think about my dad who, you know, does his best to stay up on technology. He's got a smartphone, but he, you know, he didn't grow up with this stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's a little, str- once he learns something, he's good, but it's sometimes 
new new form of technology can you know confuse him a little bit so he'll call me so now you know people my age are gonna get all kinds of calls from their parents trying to go to an nfl game because you can't print off a ticket anymore so just you know, brilliant stuff by the nfl here what, what could go wrong here i can't foresee any enormous problems with this brilliant policy that's you know totally in touch with your fan base you know just totally in touch you know really great job nfl so you need bottom line is you need mobile tickets to enter unless you're a season ticket holder and you still still have the card great stuff and let's talk about the game um of course preseason is a little different than regular season i i don't think there's much value in talking about the opponents talking about matchups because these games are really about evaluating what you have you have 90 players um you have some position battles. You have some some roster battles. So, I think that there. So I think really we're fo- we're focused on the Jets. We're not really focused on the results of this game. We're not focused on the results from the standpoint that it doesn't really make a difference if the, if the Jets win or lose. It's really more about how do these individual players play. So it's a little different in preseason than it is in the regular season. So on today's show, I'm going to give you five things I'm watching as we head into this preseason opener uh the first one is the obvious one it's the quarterbacks the jets have a position battle at the quarterback position at the quarterback spot but in particular i i think I, you know you, you have to be watching sam darnold who is having by all accounts a strong camp and you know i was there this week for all the practices i mean darnold had some moments where he struggled a little bit a little bit but i think by and large, this has been an excellent camp for Sam Darnold, and he, as we are about to begin the preseason, he's very much in the race for the starting job. Now, I think the games in the preseason are going to have more of an impact than practice. I think practices matter. I don't think you know. I think sometimes people sell short the idea that practices matter. They'll see some guy who played you know great in preseason and still gets cut. And maybe you sell short the uh, the idea of how he's practicing. Maybe the guy's not practicing as strongly. Sometimes a position battle surprises you, and it has something to do with practice. But I still do think the preseason will matter more for Darnold. So interesting. It'll be our first look at him in a Jets uniform. I saw you know some article yesterday that talked about the question: Will Darnold have nerves? Darnold said no. I would imagine he won't. I mean, this is a guy who played in the Rose Bowl. I, I don't think he'll be nervous about it. I, I get it. It's his NFL debut, but I don't think he'll probably, I, I tend to doubt he'll be overly nervous for his first preseason game in the NFL. Maybe it'll be a little different, his first regular season game, but you know, it'll be our chance to, to see him in live action chance. First time he'll actually be able you know, he'll actually have it in his head that he could be hit. So that'll be worth watching. Teddy Bridgewater is also going to be worth watching. It'll be Bridgewater. He he got some mop-up duty last year with Minnesota late season, but in real in reality I think this is this is pretty much his first real this is his first NFL action since his injury and it's actually a pretty big deal from the standpoint that we we know it's a possibility he could be trade bait for the Jets and NFL teams during free agency were very much wait and see. This is a guy who could actually could raise his trade value in in preseason. And normally I scoff at the idea that somebody could raise their trade value in preseason, but this is actually a case because the questions with Bridgewater aren't really skill related. They're not really performance related. They're how well does he bounce back from that injury? You know, how, how well is he moving? Can he take a hit? 
So he'll show us that he'll start to show us that in this game. So that's definitely worth watching. And Bridgewater, look, it's not like Bridgewater's totally out of the race to be the starting quarterback for this team. I mean, would I be would I be utterly floored? I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if he found a way to to win that starting job. Now, I think things are starting to trend toward Darnold, but they could change if Darnold has a rough game. And I do think that if things are close, I don't think this is going to be a situation where the Jets necessarily are totally focused on who's the best guy. I think if Darnold is close, they'll want to start this era sooner rather than later. Uh, so I think, you know, I, I don't think Darnold can be totally blown out of this competition. I think I, I don't think it's by any means a lock that Darnold's the starter, but I think the Jets' preference would be to go with Darnold. So that's I think that's where we are. That's what makes the quarterback position the most interesting thing to watch heading into this game. Second thing I'll watch, and you know, rather obvious, I suppose, position battles. Uh, you know, Jets have a number of spots in this preseason that are unsettled. Um, so we'll be watching the battle for spots like the third wide receiver, the fullback. You have the incumbent Lawrence Thomas against a rookie Flowers, who, and in that situation, and well, again, preseason matters. I would kind of put my money on Flowers at this point. I think. Lawrence Thomas Lawrence Thomas is a guy who gets a lot of love because it's fun to watch the big guy run with the football when he gets a chance, and, you know, there's the story behind him converting from defensive line. The thing is, I didn't think he was all that great last year, so that'll be worth watching. At the third receiver spot, you have a, I mean, you have a ton of wide receivers in camp for the Jets, whether it's Terrell Pryor, my fate, my man Chad Hansen, who's who I'm a little worried about. You have you know Stewart. You have you have a couple other guys in the mix there to be the third receiver between behind Anderson and Nunwa at the edge. What did the Jets have there? Um, you know you have Jordan Jenkins. I, I don't know who you have at the other spot. I don't know who the primary pass rusher is going to be off the edge. So plenty of question marks there. This will be a chance for somebody to separate themselves from the pack. And then you know, one of the battles that's always intriguing this time of year is the battle for returner. Uh, looks like it, the main contenders will be Roberts, um, Andre Roberts, the veteran, and the rookie, Trenton Cannon. And the reason I think this one's so interesting is just something I've read from Todd Bowles years ago, where he was asked about, during a training after a training camp practice, he was asked about the returner situation. And his comment was, you know, you, you give these guys chances to catch the ball and run in training camp. I mean, you do you work with them in training camp just so it's not a foreign concept. But I don't really begin my evaluation until the preseason games because you can't really simulate it. If, you're, you're not, if these practices aren't full contact, it's a tough, tough to evaluate these returners. So I don't really start evaluating the returners until, uh, until the preseason begins. And then kicker, is, is there a kicker battle? Is Cairo Santos the kicker or is there actually a legitimate battle there between between he and the other kicker in camp uh Bertolet. i think that's just how you pronounce it um so and i'm sure there are other position battles Pl- plenty of uh plenty of battles to keep an eye on during this uh during this game it'll be the you know big step towards resolving some of the battles with the preseason kicking off tonight for the jets means the, the start of the regular season is right around the corner. 
You don't have to sit around watching the Jets from home when you can be at MetLife Stadium in the crowd cheering in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Jets listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code Locked On. One word, that's Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. It's for new customers only, and the offer is good through the end of August. Preseason and regular season tickets are available. Jets, of course, kick off their home schedule in the preseason tonight. They kick off their home schedule the regular season on September 16th against Miami, and you can be there for the excitement. Go to VividSeats.com or download the app using promo code LOCKEDON for 10% off your first order. The offseason's over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game by using your smartphone with mobile tickets, as you have to now in the NFL. The third thing I'm going to be watching in this preseason opener are players who have been putting together strong training camps. And these are young guys who are not yet established in the league who are hoping to take the next step. And, you know, if you want a couple names, one guy I'll give you is Trenton Cannon, who is part of that competition for the returner job. And as I told you this week, when I was at camp, it really kind of stood out how fast he was. It was it was pretty evident. And it's subjective, yes, and I know I'm not a professional talent evaluator, but he just looked a lot faster than the other guy, so we'll see how he does. Nathan Shepard, the third-round pick, who is starting to get some first-team reps with the Jets, who's coming along quicker than a lot of us anticipated he might. Now, I felt like in some ways to tag him as your typical small school prospects a little unfair because most small school prospects really struggle with technique. I'm not sure it's quite as pronounced of an issue with Shepard as is your typical guy, but he's still, it's, I'm still a little surprised given the level of competition. I mean, you have to remember how small the school he was. I mean, that's a big leap in competition to go from there into the NFL. It's, you know, most rookies don't make an impact and it's because the, Part of, in part, at least, because the level of competition is so much better in the NFL than what they're used to in college that it just takes them a year or two to just adjust to understand what they need to bring to you know hone their games to the point where they can compete in the NFL. And these are you know major college guys I'm talking about, guys who play at the top levels of college football. Shepard played at a much smaller school, and I mean, I'm no disrespect to his opponents in college, but. Uh, you know, I'm not sure this was a guy I was expecting to, to contribute as a rookie, and he still may not. I mean, he still may need some time, and that's okay for a third-round pick. I mean, that's what you expect out of a third-round pick. You're not, you should never count on a third-round pick to be able to contribute right off the bat. You know, that's not a, that's just not a good idea. So we'll see what he can do. But you know, he is impressing in training camp, and the next step towards earning actual playing time is producing in in these preseason games. You know, it's one thing to do it against your own guys. Now let's see if you can do it against some of the other teams. Uh, against some of the other teams. Somebody else having a strong camp, uh, Derek Jones, who we mentioned in the, the, the last two shows. And, yeah, he, he's putting together, uh, he is putting together a quality training camp by the reports and just by my eyeball test. I, I've been impressed by what I've seen for for these guys, the question is, can you keep the momentum going? Because putting together a strong camp is one thing. Putting together a strong preseason is another. 
that's the next step. Now, again, you, these guys go out and play great tonight. Keep your expectations in check. And that's true of everybody. You know, don't go crazy over these results. Even Sam Darnold. Don't go crazy over the results with Darnold. Just absorb the information you learned, put it in the back of your mind, and move forward. But don't you know, don't don't go too crazy. You know, don't go too crazy declaring a guy the next great bust or the next great player. But all that said, this is the next step. You know, the 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 first step is playing well in in training camp. The second step is playing well in preseason. The third step is showing you can do it in actual regular season games. But we're not there yet. We're at step two. This is this is what you have tonight is the opportunity to take the second step you can't make you can't take the third step before you get to the before you take the second step so this is the beginning of the second step can these can guys like this and i'm sure there are others but those are the three who come to mind can they take the next step can they should can they continue their strong continue the momentum their strong camp into preseason fourth thing i'm watching for are what we'll just call the enigmas um and I guess the, the guy who is the, the best example of an enigma, an enigma is Terrell Pryor because what are the Jets going to get out of the Pryor this year? I have no idea. You know, you could see a scenario. I, I mean, I'm, I'll admit I'm probably more pessimistic than I am optimistic about Pryor just because he, I mean, he really only has one productive year, but it was only two years ago, and he is a guy with tremendous physical tools. In camp the other day, I, you know, I mentioned him. Uh, in an article I wrote, he made a couple of really spectacular catches. So, I mean, he's big, he's fast, he at least does have some track record of success in the NFL. It's not like he's been a total zero his entire time in the NFL, although he had a really terrible year last season. So, and again, as I just said, Terrell Pryor goes out and plays great tonight. It's not necessarily a sign that, you know, you can't conclude that automatically he's going to be a big-time contributor for this team. You can't conclude he's going to have a great year, but it's a big step forward because the Jets just don't know. We don't know what the heck the Jets can expect out of him. You know, I would not be surprised if he ended up winning that third receiver job. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I would not be. He's just got the tools. I mean, he's again, he's big, he's fast. I mean, he could be, he could be a tremendous asset if all goes right, uh, along with Anunua and Anderson. Now we're now we have the makings of an excellent receiver group if all goes right for Pryor. I wouldn't be shocked if he, you know, he failed to make the team. There are so many wide receivers around. You know, a lot of young guys. You know, would I be would I be floored if he if he didn't make the team? I I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. So, you know, plenty, plenty to figure out with prior. This is, again, the next step. And I, I don't want to overstate how important this is. It might, you know, it's plenty of guys go out, have great first preseason games, end up uh, not contributing at all, and vice versa. Plenty of guys go out there, have terrible first preseason games, and actually end up really producing for their team. But it's, it's, just, it's just another tool we can use to evaluate these guys and I, I, I'm, cur- I'm as curious about Pryor as I am almost any player on this roster. I think that this is a really, just a very fascinating player. So we'll start to see what Pryor can bring to the table in, in this game. In, in this game, this will be our, you know, another opportunity to see, try and figure out what the heck an, an enigma like this can do for the can or can't do for the Jets. And finally, I'll have my eye on. 
what I'll term are the disappointments. And they're not disappointments from the standpoint that they're totally finished, but they've been relative disappointments when you think about the the position where they are drafted. And a couple of guys who come to mind are a pair of third-round picks recently, uh, Lorenzo Malden and Ardarius Stewart. And in Stewart's case, maybe it's kind of unfair because I just went on telling you how you can't expect a third-round pick to contribute as a rookie. With that said, it, it kind of felt like during the offseason that he was passed on the high, team's hierarchy by other players, including Chad Hansen, who was a guy who was drafted after him in the same class. And it felt it felt, really felt to me like his roster spot was in danger. And Lorenzo Malden's the same thing. I mean, Malden, it's very easy to forget that he actually had what I thought was a pretty solid rookie year where they used him more situationally. They, you know, he was not a full-time player. He was used in a situational role. And his production was modest, but modest production out of a third-round pick was encouraging. Then, of course, two years ago, he was pretty much handed. I mean, it, he was essentially handed the starting job at the start of training camp and played his way out of it. He And by the end of the preseason, he pretty clearly had lost the starting job. So these are two guys I, I look at as you know, you have to conclude at this point that they're not where you want them to be. And I thought I saw a few signs of, from Stewart in training camp when the practices I was at, a few flashes that maybe give you some encouragement, maybe give you some, a little bit of hope. But these are guys whose roster spots are now very much in danger if they don't produce. And again, would I be floor? I'd be surprised. That, would I be shocked if these guys actually contributed to the team? You know, turn things around. Well, hey, it happens every year. There, there are guys who come out of nowhere who you know really put in the work over the off season, and something just starts to click for them where when it hasn't before. So I don't think it would be the most shocking thing in the world if either of these guys ended up carving out a role for this team. But they're they're in a very perilous situation because to this point they have not produced, they have not developed to the way you were hoping they were, and you know as guys who were drafted relatively early, third rounds. It's a spot where you can find quality players if you know what you're doing. So I think, you know, disappointment so far, I think it's fair to say, not, you know, it's not the end of their... I say disappointment, I don't say all hope is lost, but it's time for them to move. It's, you know, it, it might be a situation for them where it's now or never where they have to show right now that they can contribute to this team or their roster spot's going to go to somebody else, possibly somebody younger, possibly somebody who has more upside because... You know, you reach a certain point where if you're not showing progress, if you're, not, if you're not showing that you're improving as a player, if you're not showing that after a year or two or three that you're somebody who can contribute to this team, potential ceases to be potential. So it's time for these guys to step up and show what they can do. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you like the show, subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify. And, of course, give the show a good review on iTunes if you do like it. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back again on Monday to talk about it.